The Penetation Companion Elizabeth Page and Joanne Leslie Read by Dr. Elizabeth Page Chapter 1 The Petting Penetation and the Pet Scan Last Tuesday, Pippi and I dragged Mom down the street toward the park so that we could catch up with Kathy and our best friends, her pups, Carson and Lily. Both Carson and Lily were adorable miniature poodles, as white as Pippi and I are black. They have casual cuts with short fluffy hair, just the way we like them. Mom's friend Kathy doesn't quite believe us when we describe how meditation has been changing our lives, even though her partner meditates. Kathy won't even think about trying. Mom needed non-meditators to beta test meditations. As far as I could tell, this is just a fancy description for recruiting people not involved in the creation of meditations to test them. Kathy, just give it a try, Mom pleaded. Kathy gave her one of those hand waves, the kind that Mom's grandpa used on Nanny when he ran out of patience and needed to brush her off. You know how I feel about that meditation malarkey. I don't need to meditate to relax, Kathy said. Mom presented her with the most enticing grin. How about if I take you out for a glass of wine and garlic fries at the winery you've been dying to drag me to? This offer was too good to turn down, so Kathy agreed. And Mom, striking while the iron was hot, made arrangements for the next day. We thought that Carson would be the best suited to meditate, given his demeanor was mellower than his sister's, so he became the first guinea pig. When mom beta tests, she starts with the petting meditation, the most basic of the meditations. I've learned from the Dharma talks that mom plays online that in the Buddhist tradition and in some of the secular mindfulness practices, an anchor is chosen for a simple meditation so that you focus in the present moment rather than worrying about the future or dwelling in the past. Typically, the anchor that is chosen is the breath because it is always with you and can be relaxing for some people. However, Mom has told me that she's not the only one who finds that the breath is a difficult anchor and that sitting and focusing on the breath for even a brief time can be frustrating and daunting for some people. When Carson and Kathy arrived, Piffy, always playing the alpha dog, barked, showing her teeth, and made poor Carson cower behind Kathy. The only reason that Pippi isn't a show dog, and we're so lucky to have her in our family, is that she tried to boss the older dogs at her breeder's house, and the older dogs wouldn't have it. Once Pippi showed Carson, who was in charge for the millionth time, Carson and Kathy sank peacefully into the lavender couch with the light green pillows for their journey into the world of mindful meditations. Mom took out her new Apple laptop with a bright blue hard case. She fiddled with it a bit, scowling in frustration before she was able to find the meditation she was looking for. Finally, She found the meditation she was looking for. I glanced at Mom. 
My therapist remembers quite clearly my saying it was hogwash and that I adamantly refused to participate. All I remembered was that it was extremely uncomfortable to meditate in silence as my mind refused to quiet and kept going to places I didn't want to visit, especially in light of the amount of psychological pain I was in at the time. I was especially worried about impending rent deadlines and my failing relationship. It took me another 10 years before I was willing to give meditation a real try, and then only because I was desperately unhappy. Mom looked like she was about to cry as she talked about this time in her life. Maybe that's why Norman doesn't like meditating. Could there have been something difficult in his life before he came to live with us? He was a shoulder cat, so it's possible he went through some abuse that rears its ugly head when he tries to quiet his mind. Mom paused briefly and then continued in a more upbeat tone, her face relaxing a little. But most pet lovers can focus on stroking their pets for at least a few minutes. This can be how the fur feels or the rhythm of the heartbeat or breathing. In the petting meditation, that is exactly what you do. Focus on Carson. Mom looked over at Carson and Kathy and smiled. If it's still too difficult to sit, you can count strokes. Touch is magic for dogs. In fact, in one study, scientists found that dogs were more likely to move toward people who were giving them physical attention than verbal attention, even when the physical attention was being given to them by strangers and the verbal attention was being given to them by their owners. Then mom added something I've never really understood. Try to be as non-judgmental as possible. Kathy asked, how do I refocus non-judgmentally? I perked up. Mom looked pensive. When I chastise myself for my wandering mind, that is judgment. We're humans and our minds are going to wander. Noticing it, labeling it, and bringing our mind back to our pets are what the petting meditation is all about. And we tend to make it even worse by passing judgment on our judging. Mom continued, If Bobby, the eight-month-old baby in the apartment next door, cries and I say to myself, What a child! Why can't he be quiet so I can meditate? I'm being judgmental. Then, when I get angry at myself for being so judgmental, I'm being very unkind to myself, or, in the Buddhist world, shooting the second arrow. The first arrow is a normal judgment. That's a human getting upset that Bobby is interrupting my meditation. The second arrow is judging myself for judging Bobby. If I just listen to the crying and focus on bringing my attention back to petting Pago, that's being kind to myself. It makes for a better meditation. Kathy thought about it. And a moment later, she nodded and smiled. I jumped onto my favorite seat on Mom's lap and Pippi sat next to her. Norman assumed his regular position on top of one of the TV cabinets where Mom had put a comfortable cushion for him. Mom thinks he is open to learning about meditations. But Pippi and I know the truth. He's taking it all in, 
planning to taunt us later. Mom has become an expert at stroking both Pippi and me at the same time, one with each hand. Pippi likes to be petted all down her body, while I prefer circular strokes on my belly. We all relaxed, listening to the music that Natalie and Casey recorded. Mom's voice guided us to stay in the present moment by noticing when our mind wandered, gently and non-judgmentally labeling it as observing, planning, judging, remembering, or worrying, and then easing our attention back to stroking us and listening to the music. We meditated for about 11 minutes, and then Mom chimed the musical Tibetan singing bell. Mom had spent about an hour trying various Tibetan singing bells until she found the one that was perfect for the ending of the recordings of the meditations. Mom asked Kathy what it was like for her. We all braced ourselves for a negative response given Kathy's previous attitude that was anti-meditation. But Kathy broke out into a broad smile. It was the longest time I've ever sat and petted Carson's. The music was wonderful. It was so relaxing. I concentrated on the music and on how soft Carson's fur is. Carson was beaming with pride. Kathy's feedback was music to our ears. My family, except Norman, of course, knows that the petting meditation is relaxing for us, but it's nice to hear someone else's feedback. Could we actually have converted Kathy, a hardcore anti-meditator? Maybe there's even hope for Norman. Later, I recognized that the music had changed. We were on to my favorite meditation, the pet scan. I wagged my short tail. Looked like I was just wiggling my butt to those who don't understand me well. The other day, Norman and I had an argument over the roots of the pet scan. He had heard on one of the Buddhist Dharma talks mom was listening to that there was something called the body scan. See, I told you Norman pays attention. I really thought that mom had created it on her own, but Norman haughtily told me that the body scan that mom used as a model for the pet scan became particularly well-known in the Western world through the work of John Kabat-Zinn, a doctor who secularized meditation in the United States and started an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction program way back in 1979. John Kabat-Zinn introduced meditation to help his patients deal with pain when nothing else seemed to work. He started leading meditation and gentle movement therapy in the basement of the hospital, even though his colleagues thought he was a bit insane. John Kabat-Zinn began to conduct research on his methods almost immediately, and mindfulness-based stress reduction has been shown in scientific literature to be effective for all kinds of illnesses, both physical and emotional, including back pain, substance abuse, mood disorders, and much, much more. For a change, I appreciated Norman's input and even learned something new. In the body scan, the meditator scans the body from head to toe, focusing on each part. There are similar relaxation meditation techniques when the meditator 
relaxes various parts of her body. This can be done by tensing and relaxing each body part, envisioning each one being filled up with warm light, or paying attention to each part of the body until it relaxes. With the PET scan, the meditator focuses instead of their body on their pet's body to create a relaxing experience for both of them. Kathy watched as Pippi lay down on to play with her chew bones. Norman, still on his perch, was concentrating on grooming his coat with his rough pink tongue. Mom held me and Kathy held Carson in front of her as their eyes scanned their small bodies. My fur is thick and glossy blue-black with a ruff. I have a few gray hairs around my chin, which worries Mom because she fears that I'm getting older. But I like it because it makes me look more like the distinguished author that I am. I felt a strong connection with Mom as she looked deep into my eyes. Pippi has more almond-shaped eyes, while mine are rounder and darker. One of the things that helps people who don't know us well tell us apart. Mom's face reflects how much she loves me every time we begin the PET scan. Right after one of the PET scan meditations, when I was feeling particularly good, Norman sauntered by, rolling his eyes. That meditation did nothing for you. It's just a placebo effect. I tried using research to change his mind. Scientists measured oxytocin concentration, the hormone secreted when mothers gaze into their baby's eyes, often known as the feel-good hormone, in the urine of dogs and their owners. They measured how long the owners gazed into the eyes of their pets and how long they touched them during the 30-minute period. The oxytocin levels were significantly elevated for the owners and their dogs that spent more time gazing and touching. Next, the scientists nasally administered oxytocin to the dogs and found that the oxytocin increased the gazing behavior between the female dogs and their owners, which in turn increased the oxytocin levels in the owners. I could tell by the slightly longer eye contact and lack of movement that Norman was intrigued, even though he eventually flicked his tail, turned on his haunches, and walked away. He is as smart about science as I am, and my hope is that informing him about scientific studies will change his negative attitude about penetrations. But I digress. I glanced over at Kathy and Carson. Kathy charmed us with her smile as she studied Carson. Next, Mom and Kathy started the actual scan of our bodies, from the tips of our ears, down our faces, our shoulders, our backs, our tummies, our hips, our legs, our toenails, and finally our tails. As instructed by Mom's voice through the recording in the computer, with Natalie and Casey's music in the background. We all thoroughly enjoyed it as they studied us with their eyes and stroked us, including a really long time as they massaged our ears and tummies. Mom smelled my fresh bathed fur and recently brushed teeth. We both loved my new vanilla mint toothpaste and was mesmerized by my heartbeat and breathing. 
As Mom did the PET scan, she found a lump on my leg. We later went to the nice vet who helps take care of me at the animal hospital. My doctor always sits on the floor with me instead of making me sit on the cold metal table, and she showers me with pets and kisses. I do hate it when they have to stick me with needles to draw blood or give me shots. I don't like needles at all, but I'm always brave, and sometimes they give me liver treats. This time they took a little bit of the lump to see if it was cancer. Mom panicked because she had lost hijinks, her last skipper key to mast cell cancer. Hijinks was mom's first skipper key. He must have been a hoot. Mom always talks about how he would wallow in mud with people pointing and laughing and would need a bath afterwards. He also loved to swim, but wasn't very good at it and swam in circles, sometimes needing mom to rescue him. We waited two excruciatingly long days to hear from the vet. It turned out to be a benign lump that would go away on its own. What a relief for us all. Back to the peditations. Mom gave Kathy a password to stream the peditations so Kathy could use them with Lily, who was struggling with anxiety problems. I really hope that the peditations can help Lily. Anxiety is no fun. Although I've never had an anxiety problem, I hate being scared, even for short periods of time. On Monday, Pippi, Mom, and I ran into Kathy and Lily and Carson at the park. Of course, Mom was dying to hear how they were enjoying the peditations. Kathy enthusiastically said, Carson loves them, and Lily seems to be less anxious. And I love Natalie and Casey's music. I do sometimes fall asleep, though, she admitted sheepishly. Mom grinned. Sometimes we fall asleep, too. There's no right or wrong way to meditate. It's so much fun to have something to share with my friends. I asked Carson and Lily how they like meditations. Lily faced us. Awesome. Both my moms are spending more time paying attention to us, and they seem even calmer than they were before they started meditating. I can't wait until more of my friends are meditating. Well, that's the end of chapter one. I'm going to put on the podcast Mindful Happy Kids, a short version of the meditations, the petting meditation, and the pet scan, and on the Mindful Happy Adults, a longer version of the petting meditation and the pet scan. I hope you enjoy them. Tune in next week when I read chapter two, the wisdom meditation. You can get copies of the book on Amazon. Enhance the lives of you and your pet with mindfulness meditation, the Peditation Companion, by Dr. Elizabeth Page and Joanne Leslie. The music was composed and recorded by Natalie Hagwood on the cello and Casey Lipka on the string bass.